On episode 276 of the Tennis Files podcast, you'll learn the eight keys that tennis players need to level up their games. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey there, and welcome back to the show, and welcome also if this is your first time listening. And today I want to go through the eight keys that you need to level up your game. I was listening to a great podcast called The School of Greatness by Lewis Howes, and there was an episode about the eight keys that leaders use to achieve greatness. And I brainstormed different podcast topics for the show every week or so. And right along those lines of that podcast episode, I thought about the eight keys that you will need to uh, reach the next level. And these are key characteristics that the best players in the world have. I put eight down, but you know, certainly there could be some other ones that you may find important. And if you want to let me know about them, just email Mirabon at tennisfiles.com. That's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. But let's go through these eight, because I think that taking note of these and figuring out maybe one that you can implement that would really help you one or two or more. Um, But I generally suggest that you focus on one at a time. But here are they. So the first one is having a long-term vision. You've got to think about what level you ultimately want your game to reach. Do you want to get to a 3.5, a 4.0, a 4.5 plus or beyond? Or is there some other sort of goal that you have for your tennis game? Uh, Maybe you want to win a USCA national championship. That's definitely one of my goals in the future. Uh, Knock on wood, I can do that. And uh, the thing with that is that if you don't have a long-term vision, uh, some goals for yourself on where you want to reach uh, in your game, then uh, you're not going to have that powerful key that will force you to push yourself past your comfort zone And in that case, if you don't have this, then you're much less likely to level up your game. So I think that by setting goals for yourself, uh, maybe it's one big goal or, you know, some short-term goals and then longer-term goal as well, that will really help you just naturally. Then the next step would be to figure out, okay, how do I reach this goal? And then most certainly it's going to be that you have to improve certain areas of your game and that's how you're going to level up yourself, your tennis skills. So The second key is an open mind to improve. I definitely come across players who are stubborn and think that they know it all and they think that they've reached their upper limits, Uh, but there are so many areas that you can improve in your game. If you've ever attended my tennis summit that I host yearly in April, I think we did our, yeah, we did our sixth one this past year. It was awesome. We have sessions, multiple sessions on mental game, fitness, strategy technique, and even uh, even equipment, uh, tweaking your equipment. And so there's different areas, so many that you can improve upon. 
So you definitely need to have that open mind that you can indeed find an area or two or many that you can improve. And you need that mindset of wanting to improve and wanting to get better. Key number three is having a positive mindset because a positive mindset that you will succeed is crucial, especially when you hit big roadblocks. We've seen players who get injured or lose several matches in a row, uh, which I have undergone recently, actually. And if this type of player uh, who has this scenario has a negative mindset, then they're going to struggle for a much longer time than somebody with a positive mindset. And I've even seen players quit the game altogether who don't have that positive mindset. So players who do have this um, positive mindset always tell themselves that they will find a solution, that they're going to persevere in the face of trying times. And you need positivity in order to progress. I mean, certainly you can just take a moment to think of this, you know, somebody with a negative mindset who just brings up excuses as to why they're not practicing, why they're not achieving their goals. And then you have the positive mindset individual who is figuring out solutions instead. So you definitely need that to level up your game. Number four is a willingness to put in the work consistently. The coach of my favorite soccer or football team, as the rest of the world calls it, um, is Antonio Conte, and he's the coach of Tottenham Hotspur. And practically every interview he does, he always says, and please excuse this Italian accent, he says, the team needs to be willing to work hard. We need to work. <laughs> that was probably really bad, but uh, that, that actually motivates me. You know, whenever I hear him say that, it really gives me, you know, the impetus to, uh, to make sure that I'm working hard. It, you know, it's very obvious, but it's also extremely true. And it's, you know, there's, it's one of those things where we know that's something we need to do, but we don't implement it. You know, we have many moments of weakness of, you know, taking the easy route, uh, route out. You know, let's say we're supposed to work out outside, but it's a little colder and instead of just putting on a sweater and going out there and doing your workout that was scheduled, you don't do it. Um, or same thing, you know, you, you have a workout scheduled, even if it's indoor, wherever, but you, you just have that moment of laziness, like, oh, you know, there's a, one of my favorite shows is on, or I can do it next week, or it's raining, things like that. So a lot of us, you know, we imagine improving, we may even visualize improving, and we might even plan how to do it, but many, much fewer of us actually take the action needed and put in the work. And then even fewer of us do the work consistently day in and day out or biweekly or whatever frequency you need to do in order to improve your game or a certain aspect of your game. And so to reach the next level, you have to consistently put in the work. So that is a huge key. Probably the biggest key is to consistently show up. You know, that's something that you know, all professionals, that, that really distinguishes the professional from the amateur, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, your approach, your job, because you're showing in every day, putting in the work. That's the same thing with professional tennis players are showing up every day and putting in the work consistently. Um, you know, I try to do that, you know, with my podcast and content, uh, just the consistency really helps a lot and, and puts you over the, over the top there. 
So that is number four on my list. Number five, which is also extremely crucial, is self-analysis. So how are you going to know what to improve if you don't know how you play and what you are doing well and what you don't do so well? Right along those lines, I just filmed a YouTube video about the equipment that I recommend that you use to record yourself. Uh, it'll be up in a few days. I actually got the um, finished product from my editor. Uh, shout out to you. But I just need to go through it and um, see if there's anything else we need to fix. Uh, or not fix, but you know, just any suggestions to add to it. You know, with self-analysis uh, and recording yourself is a big part of that, which is why I mentioned that video. Um, you need to take note of how you're winning the your points the most, how you're losing your points, uh, and what improvements you can make that will give you the biggest return on investment. You have to understand your play style, your strengths and weaknesses before you can start on the path to improvement. Uh, you can't just you know blindly go out there and say, "Oh, I'm going to practice down the line backhands today or cross courts today," if you don't know what's going on. So, you know, as an example for me, I know that my running backhand, so when I'm on the run hitting a backhand, uh, a lot of times that's, uh, that's a shot that I hit short, you know, or I'll hit a, a slice that maybe is in the middle of the court, things like that. So that's definitely one area of my game that, you know, people try to exploit and then I have to find counters to that, obviously try to get the ball deeper. So that's a shot that I need to work on more or just try to take command of the point quicker so that I'm hitting less backhands, things like that. So that's something specific to me uh, that I must work on. So definitely want to record yourself and watch it, ideally with you know a coach if you can or by yourself is still fine. And then figure out what you need to do to improve. And very few people do that. All right. Number six is a having a love for the game of tennis, the greatest game in the world. It's very difficult to have success at something that you don't enjoy. I know, for example, Andre Agassi, I believe said in his book, it's called Open, I think, that he didn't like tennis, uh, which is incredible uh, given what he achieved. But I think that it's extremely rare for somebody to not like what they're doing and reach a high level because I mean, in the first place, in the first place, even if you did this, you should probably be doing something else that you enjoy more than something that you don't enjoy. But if you love tennis, then that makes it much easier to put in the work. And in fact, most of the time, it won't even feel like work because of how much joy you get out of practicing and playing and then reaping the rewards from improving. And a lot of times we do forget our love for the game, we get too engrossed in results instead of actually enjoying the game. And in those times, I like to practice gratitude and just tell myself, wow, I'm able to actually play tennis. I have, you know, the monetary funds required to sign up for these leagues and to rent indoor courts. How lucky am I? Because there's so many people who cannot do that. And, and also go back to just my childhood and you know, just pure joy for playing the sport and just, yeah, just enjoying it. Enjoy striking the ball cleanly, grinding out points, hitting winners, like uh, getting better, succeeding through a tie break, or even enjoying a tie break that maybe you lost close. And because you know that you're going to get a chance next time, hopefully, to uh, 
to win one. So yeah, just having a love for the game is going to really help you uh, help it make it much easier to improve. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number seven is a competitive drive. So I asked about 70 plus coaches about the top character traits for successful college tennis players. So these were college coaches. Uh, This was several years ago, but this article did really well. Um, I wrote about the top character traits from from these coaches uh, that they mentioned. And the number one trait was competitiveness. And a competitive drive is going to naturally help you level up because you're going to be eager to get better than those around you. If you lack competitiveness, then you probably won't care much about winning. And the thing with that is wanting to win naturally requires you to improve because if uh, because you're going to lose and then at some point everybody loses, right? You're going to lose and then you're going to have that competitive drive to win. So because of that, you're going to have to figure out how to improve your game so that you can win next time. So by com- by being competitive, you automatically are going to seek improvement in your game so that you can bounce back from losses or you can, you know, one up, <laughs> you know, the competition and whatnot. So for example, I find that my highest motivation for improvement actually comes when I have a big goal such as a tournament coming up. I can look back and when sectionals or nationals were right around the corner, uh, I was just hyper-focused and trying to eke out as, as much as I could uh, in terms of improvements from my game and to prime myself for optimal performance. Also, if I played a match and lost it, that makes me want to improve and get better for next time. So that's that competitive drive. You know, If you weren't competitive and you played a match and you lost, you say, you'd say, ah, oh, whatever, you know, had fun. But um, those of us who are truly competitive, we lose and we're not pleased, you know? Sometimes we might be pleased if we competed hard and whatnot, but still, you know, I mean, most of the time, it's a combination of being pleased, but also, you know, just having that hunger to improve so that you can win and obviously, you know, a little bit of pain in there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so competitive drive, having that is naturally going to make you improve. And yeah, it just really helps. Number eight of eight of my list here is having a proven mentor or resource and or resource, I'd say, for tennis information that you can learn from. So again, you want to find a proven resource to learn new skills from. Obviously, there's a lot of great tennis content online. Obviously, don't, you know, tooting my heart. 
own horn, I guess. I, I, I was going to say, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am, in essence, doing that by mentioning my stuff. But, you know, I mean, the Tennis Summit, obviously, I think is a fantastic resource, you know, with all the 40 plus coaches, the best that I could find. You know, there's so many great coaches out there. Shout out Peter Freeman. Love the guy. He's great. Uh, crunch time coaching out there doing big work. You know, you've got my buddy Will Hamilton from Fuzzy Yellow Balls. Uh, you've got Kevin Garlington. You've got uh, Ian Westerman, Carousel. I mean, there's so many people out there. I mean, I, I would spend like 10 minutes naming everyone. So just go to my, just go to tennisfallsummit.com and you'll see all the peeps, all my favorite peeps out there. But yeah, there's so many that, you know, you can choose from. So it's, I would, oh, Ryan Reedy as well. I would just kind of pick somebody or a few, you know, that's, that you vibe with, that the, the teaching style works for you, you know, um, everyone's different, you know, that's why there's so many choices out there that, you know, you've got a following different instructors who teach differently. They all have, a lot of them have big followings because certain people just like the way they explain things. Maybe other people find them confusing, but you know, they're, the others love them. So find the resources and learn from them. And even better too, is to find a mentor slash coach that can guide you and check on your progress and keep you accountable. So that's also extremely helpful. Let's say if you, you know, you take physical lessons with them by physical versus online. I mean, obviously you say you go to a club or the courts and you take the lesson and yeah, that can help so much. They can check in with you. They can keep you accountable. Um, so that's great. And you know, online coaches do that as well. Um, so yeah, just got to find that. And you know, you always hear the pros giving credit to their team for their success. And you know, it's totally the case. So surrounding yourself with the right people and resources will drastically accelerate your improvement. So those are the eight. Let's go through them one more time really quickly. So maybe you can write them down if you'd like. Number one is a long-term vision. Number two is an open mind to improve. Number three is a positive mindset. Number four is a willingness to put in the work consistently. Number five is self-analysis. Number six is a love for the game. Number seven is competitive drive. And number eight is a proven mentor or resource for tennis information. So I hope you enjoyed hearing um, the eight keys that tennis players need to level up their games. Uh, I enjoyed putting this together for you and really curious to hear from you uh, which one you think is the most important one out of these. And also if you have another one that you think should be added to the list. And, you know, again, you can email me at mirban at tennisfiles.com. That's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. Would love to hear from you. I was going to say you can also send me a DM on Instagram, which I'm at tennis period files. So tennis.files. Although I don't go on it as much. I've actually deleted Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter from my phone. Um, because I found that I was spending a lot of time on these apps and I just wanted to be more productive. So yeah, um, I'll still try to look at it on my computer once in a while. So either way works for me, I guess, but I might just take a little longer to respond on Instagram. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would really highly appreciate it if you leave a review for the podcast and you can do that 
by going to tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts with an S at the end or through your favorite podcast app that you use to listen to the show. I just find that Apple Podcasts is the biggest mover in terms of putting the show up the rankings and making it more visible for others to find. So um, yeah, leave me a review there or you know anywhere uh, would be great. And I also want to leave you with a quote as I do at the end of every show. This one is by Marcus Aurelius, uh, one of my favorite philosophers. And Marcus Aurelius said, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. I actually use this uh, because um, there were a few teams of mine that lost this past weekend, um, including my soccer team and then my football team, the Washington Commanders. And after those matches, I told myself, you know what? You don't have any control over this. So I wouldn't really pay much attention to it. Oh, and I see this quote got a lot of likes on Instagram too. So yeah, that's a great quote. And definitely if you have the chance to read any books by featuring Marcus Aurelius, then I would do that. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. I'm really excited to bring you some excellent content, in my humble opinion, coming down the pike with some great coaches and a real cool gear episode as well. So I will not say any more about that. But with that, have a fantastic day and keep improving your game. Remember, even improving 1% each day yields a 37x improvement over yourself from the beginning of the year. So keep that up, keep the positive mindset and keep improving. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. This is your host, Mirabhan Aranchad, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files Podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.